Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. Sarah, how are we doing? How's Texas? Yeehaw. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot. So, a couple things. I always like to do this because I'm always curious with audiences, and I think it just shows how huge this industry is. I just think it's fascinating that there's so many phenomenal leaders out there that nobody even knows. Nobody's even heard their story. Nobody knows what their struggle was and, and what they went through. And Sarah, I mean, her and I just talked, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit nervous to come on because you've had so many great leaders. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? What you've done becoming a million dollar earner and hitting the top ranks and smashing it and being in network marketing only three years. I mean, that's as good of a story as anybody. And so it's fun to see that. And it's fun to see all these different journeys and stories. So real quickly, so I'm going to get into a couple of these questions here. Give them the, give them like the two minute just recap of your story without, don't give them all like the struggles. Don't give them all the success tips or any of that. We're going to go into that. See, just give me at least something so I can at least ask some questions. So just, just give them real quickly some of those, those stories as you've gone through. Yeah, sure. So first, thanks for having me on. And I, and I did, I told Rob, I was super nervous. So you might sit here and shake for about the first two minutes, but I'll be good after that. Um, so I'm, my name is Sarah Reed, and I have been in network marketing for only three years. I'd never done network marketing before. This was my first company, first and only company. And I was one of those girls that was like, ew, to network marketing. I really didn't understand network marketing, but it was just something that we had always heard, we are kind of conditioned to hear, right? That it's a pyramid scheme, that it's a scam, Ponzi scheme, whatever you wanna call it. So I really wasn't ever open to an opportunity like this, but you know, the right thing came along for me and it, and it was a fit and, uh, and I didn't really realize what I had in my hands in the very beginning. So um, it took me a minute to realize that um, I'm a retired hairstylist. I live in Dallas, Texas, and I've got a beautiful 11-year-old little boy. And right now, life couldn't be better. <laughs> and your boy likes Fortnite. Anybody in here have any kids that play Fortnite and you're still trying to figure out their crazy obsession? That game is so smart. They've got these daily challenges that you get on so they feel like you don't miss. So her and I were just talking about our kids playing and stuff. And, and so my, my kid plays and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm making him now, you know, I'm incentivizing him where he has to do 30 minutes of personal development the night before, or he can't play. And so at the beginning he's like all whining and now he's doing it consistently. I'm like, yes, maybe someday, right? Some of those things will just kind of seep through. So I got a couple questions for you. Okay. So you struggled the first, I can't remember if it was eight months or so, in your business and my question was i mean you struggled with really just mindset and when you struggle with mindset and as we were talking mindset really held you back but i didn't want to go into the details with you because i want i want to hear it for the first time now 
So what, what was it? When you say mindset held you back those first eight months, and then after that, you just absolutely crushed it. Was it you fear of success? Was it fear of failure? Was it you just didn't think that you were worthy of it or capable of it? Fear of the unknown? I mean, what, what do you mean specifically? Because I think that sometimes we think mindset's just so cliche and that sort of thing. But if you're not in the right mindset, you're never going to learn the skills. If you're not in the right mindset, you're never going to take the proper action. So it's one of the most important things that we hear it from different people's perspectives. So why, why don't you just elaborate on that so we can all just take notes and, and listen? Yeah, sure. So actually, it was about 18 months, a little over 18 months. 18 months, I stayed stuck at um, an, an entry-level rank on our compensation yeah. plan. And at the time, I was making decent money. I mean, it was enough money for us to cover our mortgage and we were thrilled to have it but i wanted more and i knew that there was more available because my direct upline is actually our number one income earner she's also my best friend so i was seeing her paychecks and i was seeing what was possible but i also i feel like it was my expectations too i had these expectations that it was just going to take off like that and almost like the business owed me something um I wasn't very coachable. I felt like because I had owned my own business, I was a salon owner, a small salon owner before that. Um, I felt like I knew business and I didn't need somebody to tell me how to run a business. And um, this is a completely different ball game. Um, but I also had these expectations of my upline, like she owed it to me to really hold my hand the entire time. and. Um, if she wasn't helping me, then you know, I just felt like super resentful in a way if she wasn't, you know, pouring all of her time into me, you know, she was my best friend. And looking back, I, you know, we have this conversation a lot, her and I just about how embarrassed I am, <laughs> how I really treated the relationship and my expectations of her. But that being said, I had never done anything like this. I was, it was all new to me. And I really had to learn that if I wanted this to work, I had to treat it like, you know, I was training for a new position. If I, if you were going to be a lawyer, you're, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to law school, you're going to learn how to be a lawyer. If you're going to be a doctor, same thing, right? So with this, I really had to figure out if I want to learn how to do this, I have to learn how to do it like a pro and, and start doing what the professionals are doing. And that was, I was not doing that in the beginning. And did you ever feel, and I have no idea, did you ever feel like, I mean, when you're going through those 18 months of struggle, did you, because you knew you were capable, that wasn't the issue because you'd been a small business owner. Um, did you ever feel like other people maybe were just getting lucky? Or I mean, what was your justification? Because I know for me personally, I had this high sense of belief and I felt like I was going to go do whatever it took. And so when I wasn't having the success I wanted to, um, it's all relative, right? I started thinking like, well, so-and-so just got really lucky, the right place, the right area, the right timing. And I wasn't they taking any responsibility. First. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, tell, walk me through that. Like, was that part of, because it's such a broke mindset. And I thought I had a rich person's mindset and I didn't realize that I had a long ways to go. And, and the further I go, the more I realize that I've got even more to go and learn 
but walk me through that of, of, you know, that mindset of not taking full responsibility and start like pointing the finger of maybe they got lucky. Like you said, is they got in first, right? Like, and sometimes there may be truth to it, but who cares? It doesn't help. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, I had all those same feelings, like why, why they were flying past me and I was staying in the same position. And that was part of the pro problem is I was watching everybody else instead of putting my blinders on and worrying about me because everybody has different circumstance. You know, I have girls and boys who come in now and they just crush it. They fly right through the ranks. And then there are some people who come in and it's a different story for them. So everybody, Everybody is different, but I was absolutely making excuses as to why I was in the same position and everybody was flying right past me. You know, they, they had a huge social media platform. I didn't, they had a huge network. I didn't, they were, they came from another direct sales company. I didn't. So, oh yeah, I absolutely. Or they weren't, they're not really that good. They just found so-and-so who's really good. Right. I did that all exactly. the time. Like, they oh. found a rock star or they're they're really good looking <laughs> I, mean, I was I, I was listening to uh Brene Brown I don't know if anyone's ever listened to her and like I don't know where I've been I've never even heard her or anything and people are like you gotta start listening to her so I started listening to her I listened to like four of her books in the last month and she said that wherever our insecurities are is where we're most critical of others so she gave the example of for example if if you're a female and you have a big butt you're going to point out like, well, but so-and-so has a bigger butt than me. And you're going to notice, well, they've got a big butt, you know, if that's your insecurity or your issue. And I thought that's just so true in human nature of whatever our insecurities are. And that's why this business is so freaking hard. Cause it's like, we look in this mirror and all of our weaknesses are just looking at us, staring at us right in our eyes. And it's like, we try to just deflect until eventually, no, you can't deflect, you gotta go. So next question real quickly. I think it's important for people to understand what these successful leaders go through because they think that they're just like, There's, what's wrong with me? I'm not that good, like blah, 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 blah. And they don't realize how many of us have gone through very similar journeys. There's a lot of differences, but there's a lot of things that are very similar. Did you ever think about quitting whether that was in your mind or out loud and if so walk us through that oh i i quit on a weekly basis i mean that's part of me being kind of embarrassed of the relationship that i had with my with my upline you know at the end of the day it's my business it's not her responsibility to build my business or to make it successful her only responsibility was to give me the tools and resources to make this work but I put so much weight on her. It was like, I would use that as an attack almost. Well, I quit, I quit and I quit on a weekly basis. And I was actually looking at another company. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I was this close. I was going through the process of prospecting for this other company and learning their compensation plan. And I had probably been in for about a year, um, you know, they say the grass is always greener on the other side until it's your time to mow. And th that is so true. And I just think about what if, what if I had jumped ship because things were hard and not going the way that I wanted them to, I would never, I really don't feel like I would be here today because I had to go through that. I mean, I really, I remember the day that I was like, you know what, this is about me and it's not 
It's not going to be better somewhere else. And I remember making that decision that day, like, I'm going to make this work because we really needed it. We were in a really bad spot. Um, and so I just made the decision, I'm going to do whatever it freaking takes to make this work. And I'm going to give it a solid year. And then at the end of that year, if I still haven't made progress or moved an inch, then I'll reevaluate. And within, I'm not kidding you, within three months of making the decision to make this work, I, I really feel like that's where a lot of it lies, is just making that decision. Because once you make the decision, everything else kind of falls into place. Your activity starts to pick up, your belief starts to happen, your mindset starts to get into cue because you've made that decision. And within three months, I ranked up. And not only did I rank up, I continued to rank every single month for the following 10 months. So I went from the bottom of the compensation plan to the very top of the compensation plan, the number five income earners position within 10 months of making that decision. So yes, I've been in my company for three years, but a solid two of that was me like trying to keep my head above water and really struggling. Um, and, and, you know, even, even today, there's always going to be struggles. You know, I, I'm, we're a work in progress. I don't feel like just because you hit the compens top of compensation plan, all of that goes away. I'm still a work in progress and I'm still learning so much. And yeah, it's ever evolving. I don't think that ever ends. But I think that people look at people who make it to the top of the compensation plan, like you said, and they think about how easy they must have it or how easy it was for them to get there. And that couldn't be any further from the truth. There's just a new set of problems to learn to navigate. And um, that's where I'm at right now. I love that. So I'm going to kind of give my feedback on that. And then I think after that, what we'd love to hear is maybe what are some of your, your top tips after you make that decision for somebody to go all out, for somebody to play all out. But the insight I got from you um, that it's like I known this, I've always known this, but it, you just put it in a different way there. Every single leader as I'm going through my head that made it, unless they got lucky. There's, there's a couple of people that always get lucky in every company. And I actually think it's a disservice to parade them on stage because everybody knows that they didn't really do it. And who cares? Like, don't begrudge them. The 5% that got lucky, whatever, doesn't really matter. But every single person that I know at some point had to overcome this, the inner battle where they had to play all out. They had to play all out. They had to go all in because most of us are doing the least amount possible and trying to get the most out of it. That's what we do a lot of times in life, right? At a job, we want to say, okay, what's the least amount I can do and make the most? An employer, that's their goal is my employees. You know, what's the least I can pay them, but the most I can get out of them. And it's like this, this shortcut mentality. And, and most of us are, we're not, we're playing too small. We're not going all out. And, and I would guess most of you, most of you want to want to play all out, right? But you're not. And I'm not talking about quitting your jobs. I'm not talking about doing this full time. I'm not talking about that. Whatever the time is you have, it's playing all out. It's that inner battle right here. And it's so hard. And I know for me, I had the exact same thing. I quit a job. I was making six figures like an idiot. I quit it right away. So stupid because I had one good bonus check. And then 
I think it was my fifth or sixth month in the business, December comes, I made less than $400 for the month. My wife and I are looking at each other. We got the two kids, right, at the time. And we're like, I can't, I mean, I can't even, I can barely make my car payment. And that's it, let alone two car payments. And so at that point, literally, I had to make a decision. Either I'm all in or I'm all out and I got to go, you know, figure something out. And at that point, I three and a half times my volume. My volume never went below that ever, ever, ever again. And I can, I can go back to that defining moment because all of you can say that you're all in, you're all committed. That's cute. That's great. But until you go through a real trial, you don't know how committed you really are. So give them some more. And that's what I'd love to finish with, with just kind of these questions. We can go any direction of what would be some now I've made that decision, right? I'm going all out. What, what are some ways that I can go all out or be more effective? Because you're a mom, right? You've got an awesome 11-year-old. And, I mean, what do you do? If I'm going all out, like I, I really – now I'm, I'm all in. What do I do now? Yeah, so this is actually something that I've been talking to my team a lot about. We actually just had a Zoom call about this. I, I feel like people – procrastinate, not necessarily because they want to. Um, I think Mel Robbins talks about it in one of in the five second rule. She talks about how people procrastinate out of avoiding the stress that comes along with it. Not that they don't want to get something done. Um, and, and I feel like people make so many excuses. So number one, you have to be willing to let go of the excuses. Everybody's busy. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And it's not necessarily, yes, you have to devote time to your business, but it's not just the amount of hours that you're devoting, but what you're doing with those hours. Are those hours income producing or are you getting caught in this loophole of scrolling through Facebook and, you know, your every intention was to make new connections. Um, so be, be, um, be very specific about your time and schedule yourself out. I'm the kind of person who I fly by the seat of my pants. And so every day is like a whirlwind. And so I've really had to narrow things down where I'll take the next three days. I'll look at the next three days on my calendar and I'll go, okay, where in this three days can I sacrifice some time? Can I get some income producing activity time in? Whether it's 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, and schedule your business, get it scheduled. And then what you can do, especially for the people who are moms um, or are working full-time jobs, finding that time can be hard. So look at your schedule, figure out where you can take these 30 minute chunks, hour long chunks, sit down and do exactly what is on your calendar, whether it's making new connections, follow-ups, scheduling your social media, set a timer, be objective about it and don't do anything but what is on your schedule to do and get it done. And then you can move to the next 30 minute window. Um, but I think if, if you really take a look at your day and break things down in bite sized pieces, uh, you'll realize that you have more time than you think. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I mean, I found that most people that transition from part time to full time, they don't get any more done. Most, not all, but most they don't. It's the dream of doing it full time. And they realize that now they just do the non-income producing activities and Even they're busy more. being busy, right? 
Yeah, uh, I will say something on that topic. I've had, you know, I have a lot of people who were working full-time jobs and then, you know, business was amazing. And so they, they quit their full-time jobs. And I started to notice that their lack, that the activity started to slow down. Um, and I really fully believe that, you know, you can, if you're not doing this part-time, then you're not going to be able to do it full-time. And um, yeah, I, I really think that p working the business part-time and, and working while you have a job, you're already in this rhythm of, of working. And um, yeah, I, I firmly believe that even if you're working 40, 50, even 60 hours a week, I was work at the time that I built the foundation of my business, I was working 60 hours a week. So you can do this no matter how many hours you're already working or how many hours you already have, as long as you're smart about the time that you're spending. So let me give you five IPAs and Sarah can correct me and add to it because there's no right or wrong. Here's five. Go add, and you can go faster or slower. That's just the principle. Go add five Facebook friends a day. Just go find groups you have things in common. Not network marketers, just people that you'd want to be friends with. If you love whatever, if you love hiking, if you love a sports team, if you love music, right? If you're a Bieber Fever fan, right? Whatever it is, okay? So go add five. Then the second thing is, is it's all about just connecting and reconnecting with people. We're becoming masters at networking. Some of you want to go faster into the approach right away because you're just more direct. Others want to wait till it's like three times. I don't care. It's up to you. There's no right or wrong because it's your style. It's your personality. Be the bold, authentic version of you, whatever that is. Just don't do too much because then you're going to get stuck in the friend zone where it's a little bit awkward. It's like, uh, I have a relationship built 10 times now. Now, how do I approach them about the business? Number three is no asking, no getting. You got to ask. Ask five people. Yes, you can go faster. Yes, you can go slower. IPA stands for income producing activities. So number three is go find five people you're going to ask, right? You can up those numbers or down those numbers, but go ask. You got to ask. Ask your products. Ask about your business, right? And then four and five would be, four would be personal development. And number five would be making sure you're plugging them into some of the trainings that you have. Now, four and five mean absolutely nothing if you're not doing one, two, and three. So that's why I put one, two, and three as one, two, and three. Those are tier one. And four and five are going to put one, two, and three on steroids. But too many people focus on four and five, personal development training, personal development training, and it's irrelevant. The person that knows it all and does nothing about it actually knows nothing. It's applied knowledge. And so those are kind of some five things that I've been focused on lately is just you know, some income producing activities. I don't know if you have any opinions or perspectives or anything on that is I know you're really focused on that as well. And we're just, we're just trying to get people right to do stuff. My mentor told me working this business is talking to new people. He's made over $30 million. Now he knows what he's talking about. And the second thing he said is he wrote down on his desk is what I'm doing right now, making the most amount of money. And he said, I want you to write that down. And I want you to look at that and have that somewhere you can see. So those are some just some ideas. I don't know if you have any ideas or suggestions because I know it's always like, what, 80% of this industry are, are females, whatever it is. I hear all these different stats, but whatever it is, it's high. And well, I've got kids for a lot of you. Some of you don't, but some of you have kids, work. We're all busy. It doesn't matter, guy, female, kids, no kids. We're all busy, right? All of us. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I, what, I've, what I've personally been trying to do is – 
making friends on purpose, I tend to be a bit of an introvert. So it's really easy for me to say, no, I don't want to go to that or hide in the corner at an event or a party or something like that. So I'm, I'm really trying to get out and be present in every moment, stop looking at my phone when I'm out and about and, you know, just smile at people and make that connection with people. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of people have this, like, I, I've got to get them, you know, who am I going to get today? Instead of thinking, who can I connect with? Who can I offer value? Who can I help? Who can I be a positive influence in their life? Who, who can I make my friend today? And so I'm really trying to collect friends. And if the opportunity comes for me to be able to offer what I do, then great. And if, if not, that's, that's great too. So yeah, I can't agree. I can't agree with your five more. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for your time. And it was fun to officially connect with you. We've been Facebook friends. That's what's great. I feel like you know these people. We've been connecting, chatting, commenting on each other's right status updates and stuff. And then today we got to chat even a little bit more and do this fun, fun interview. That's what's so fun about this industry. There's so many phenomenal stories that we've never heard, but there's so many principles that are the same. Every single person that had true success that didn't get lucky went through that time where they had those doubts many times. Those times where they thought I'm not worthy or someone else got lucky and they blamed and they weren't sure. It's, it's really just, it's that bridge of tears you gotta go through, right? That's part of the trial, the fire you've gotta go through to have success. So let's give a big, big, huge thank you in the comments to Sarah. Maybe drop your favorite emoji in the comments for her and thank her for her time. Sarah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and for getting on. Yeah, thank you so much, Rob. Thank you for the opportunity. I thank you so much for what you're doing for the industry. I love being a part of this group and, and watching all the content that you are so freely giving. So thank you so much. And yeah, I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star raving review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.